this huge wave of water rolls past you and then one tenderly arm reaches up in front of you, wraps itself onto the bridge and then the hulking figure of the golem pulls itself up and onto the bridge in front of you. This golem that you saw previously as this shimmering silver thing, it has been deteriorated and damaged and ruined by multiple encounters with your group and what it's been doing the past month. It now stands before you. So I am going to whip back around and look at it. I'm going to cast Fireball. And now we continue. almost rounded the corner and you see the flash of what you're becoming very familiar with of a fireball light up the streets around you and then you can see the bridge that connects Fairmasters University to Oak Row and right in front of the bridge right on, on your side of the bridge is Potentia she's just ducked back around behind a, one of the decorative pillars on the bridge has been hurled it looks like towards her Standing a hundred feet away is the golem. Its huge form standing menacingly on the bridge. But the thing that catches your your eye is this movement. Someone on the bridge has leapt up at its back and you see Raffi driving his knife towards its back. Uh, Harold, with your excellent passive perception, you hear the sound of steel on stone as Raffi dives at this thing's back but then the tendrils whipping around on its back snap shut around Raffi like a venus flytrap and he cries out in pain but the golem itself uh, has fallen down to one knee whatever Raffi has done has injured it pretty badly um let's get initiatives from everybody i got an eight uh, you That's did better than me, eight. Joe. I got a four, which makes it a total Woo! of seven. I got a two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, us. Yes, Woo! us. Excellent work all around. Good. Good. That's what you want to be hearing. Excellent. Uh, Raffi is up first. Um, he tries to free himself from these this massive hot metallic tendrils uh he manages to get one arm up and he like waves at you but he does not look like he's in a good way you can you can barely see him behind the golem the golem's turn the golem stands upright fully and flexes its its shoulders and you just hear raffi cry out and then the golem is going to move 50 feet towards you making uh, a charge towards you Meredith, what do you do? I'm going to run up to Potentia and um, fire my crossbow at the golem. Oh, that's only a 10. Uh, your shot 
goes wide, missing the golem, mm-hmm. flying harmlessly. Um, she's going to, like, stamp her foot a little bit, but then shout at Raffi and just be like, hang on, Raffi, we've, we're coming, we got you. Um, so I'm going to cast Bardic Inspiration on Raffi, and then I'm going to chuck a healing word at him. Uh, he is 50 feet away from you. Is that within range for you? Yep, 60 feet is the okay. range. So I'm casting that one, and then that is... Uh, five points of healing. Okay. Potential. Damn it, Rafi. Um, Ben, um, how would you feel about me casting Grease, like, on the bottom half of the golem and the ground? Because it's like a ten foot... Mm-hmm. Officially, it says it's a ten foot square. So what I'm thinking is, like, bottom half and then floor around such that slippery space, but also greasy gold. Yeah. I would allow this. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Grand. I'm gonna do that then. It is now in difficult terrain mm-hmm. and it must succeed on a deck saving throw or fall prone. Alright. Deck saving throw on the golem. Yeah. Sorry, Raffi, but it'll bring you closer to the ground if it does fall. Uh, so it get, has a minus one on its mm-hmm. check, but it's a seventeen because it rolled. Cool. Yeah, that's that'll that'll pass unfortunately. Okay. But it's still difficult terrain, mm-hmm. given how I cast that. It says a creature that enters the area or exits its turn there must also succeed on a deck saving throw or fall prone. Raffi is not technically in the grease right now. But it's up to you about how high up the golem, no. the grease goes. Ra- no, no, is above the the midpoint. Yeah, I was more He's thinking about if line. if Raffi moves on the golem, you're going to have to remember mm-hmm. that it's a greasy golem now. Okay, I will remember. Um, <laughs> do you do anything else on your turn, potential? I am going to. Did we establish whether this um, bridge has like? those pillars yeah it has decorative pillars along the bridge yeah no that that, the question was does it have like big ones at the end you know how like they often bridges will have little ones along the bridge but like a big stonking great one at each end yeah let's let counterbalances and counterweights yeah yeah it does have those great i'm gonna run to like hide behind one of those and get the heckins out like not literally hide because i've already used my action but like take cover behind yeah Take cover behind. Okay. This thing's already hurled one yeah. of these pillars at you. You don't want to be... Yeah, I know, but it's also 50 feet away from me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> at the moment, so... Uh, Harold. So how far away am I from the golem? You would be 30 feet plus the 50 feet, so that's... 80, 80 feet. feet. Awesome. I'm going to stay where I am and cast uh, Guiding Bolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13. That is a miss. I think that's all I'll do. I'll stay where I am for now. Okay. Uh, Raffi is going to attempt to get out of there. He manages to pull himself more out of those tendrils, but then those tendrils whip up around him more and pull him back close, uh, and he calls out again in pain. The golem's turn. It's metallic arm. It whips back behind it, grabbing onto one of these pillars like an elastic band once more, ripping the pillar off of the, the bridge and hurls Harold, does a 13 hit you? Yes, that is my AC. Ooh, okay. Uh, you are going to take... Rolled low. The pillar impacts the ground in front of you, throwing up stones at you. You take five points of bludgeoning damage. I rolled very low. Uh, Harold, you also have cover as well because of that pillar sticking into the ground. 
Cool. All right. Meredith. All right. Um, Meredith is going to fire her crossbow again. Um, so she's standing right next to Potentia, right? Mm, not anymore. Nope, she's, no, no, Potentia ran for cover. That's right. Okay. Um, Meredith is going to follow Potentia. Okay. And go to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lean around and fire her crossbow. Okay. Roll to hit. Uh, that is 17. That hits. Woohoo! Uh, so I do five damage. Okay. Uh, your bolt sticks into its metallic flesh. She's also going to um, look at Potentia and just say, how are you feeling? She's doing fine. Okay. Like, she hasn't been hit. This thing, it was very good at not hitting her because it was a long way away from her. All right. All right, then. So because of that, she's going to fire off second level healing word. Is that at Rafi? Yeah, at Rafi. Yeah. Okay. Ah, that's four. Four HP? Yeah. Okay. Look, it's helping. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's it's keeping him up at this point. Yeah. Um, potential. Cool. I am going to... Yeah, it's a modifier. That counts. Um, so, here's my question. How do we feel about grease getting ignited by fire? Grease, oh, grease no. fire? I am okay for grease yeah. fire. Great. Um, given how this is a ten-foot square, I'd like to hurl a moat of fire using firebolt at the, like, feet of the golem. Mm-hmm. Like, ideally to hit its feet, but kind of doesn't matter because the goal is to kind of hit both the the golem and the big puddle of grease that I've now put all over it. (laughs) With the thought that that might, like, get it to react differently and stop binding up Raffi and start having to deal with something Hmm. else. Hmm. Okay. Like being on fire. Yeah. Um, Roll to hit. What is the AC for a... uh... (laughs) For a puddle of grease. Um, <laughs> like, well, it's... How, how does that work? Because <laughs> arguably I'm trying to hit a puddle of grease that happens to have a golem. If you're hitting, if you're aiming at the golem, then it, you're aiming mm. to beat the golem's AC. If yep. you're aiming at the square, you only have to hit five because it's... Uh, a ten is the thing you normally have to do, but a square has no dexterity, so it's at a minus five. So it's a five to hit a square. So here's my question. If I roll to hit the golem and miss, would I hypothetically hit the square if I get five or higher, if I'm aiming at the golem's feet? Uh, I would give you a 75% chance to hit the square. <laughs> so if I get higher than a five. <laughs> Effectively. Yeah. Great. That answers that question. Cool. I rolled a 19 anyway. Yeah. Uh, 19 plus six. So, you know, 25 of I'm going to burn this thing. Yeah, you hit the golem. Roll your damage. So the damage... Okay, so this is where my question comes in. I will work out bonus damage. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, the sentences we get to say on this show. The sentences we get to say uh, is 14. Okay. Um, and now I AC? guess the grease is on yeah, fire? Yeah, the grease catches fire. There's a 10-foot circle of fire around it. Um, its lower torso is on fire. It's going to take some extra, some extra damage from that. Yeah. Uh... And then I would quite like to, like, get myself to being, like, 90 feet away from it, preferably behind some sort of, like, cover, because I don't know how far I am now. Uh, because I don't know how far I am now. trigonometry. Is. Like to... um, you yeah. are, you were at 50 feet, and then you ran that way, which is a longer thing. Um, yes, it's a hypotenuse, Ben. That is, that is how the maths works. Yeah. Sokotoa. Let's say you are 70 feet from it currently. Okay. Uh, I would like to basically back up 20 feet, ideally finding something to sort of be behind or rather to get cover from. Okay. All right. So you, you, you run back, maintaining cover behind behind things. Yeah. Harold. 
Um, I'll use my action to take the archer form, uh, and then with my bonus action, I will take my radiant arrow attack. Let's say 17 to hit. Uh, 17 to hit, that hits. And it does, ooh, 8 plus 4, 12 radiant damage. Nice. Um, Harold, do you do anything else? I will duck behind cover again once I've done that. Okay. At the end of your turn, the golem with its metal arm reached onto its back and you hear Raffi scream and the golem, its torso twists like a top, spin in place and it hurls Raffi at Harold like a discus. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it disadvantage because of the, the grease it's currently in, giving some like... It's slippy and slidey. As an, as an ex-discus thrower, like, yeah, that's that's a, that's definitely a thing that you don't want. You don't want a slippery floor. You will fall. Okay. Raffi tumbles through the air like a rag doll and slams into that pillar in front of you, Harold. Mm-hmm. Cracking the pillar in half. How's Raffi? Ow. He doesn't look good. <laughs> I wouldn't expect him to look good. <laughs> is this is this too much for a free action? Can I try and pull him behind the pillar? I will let you lean over and like check him as a free action. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, medicine? Not not a medicine check, just to like see if he is alive at this point. Okay, well I'll do that. His his eyelids are flickering. There's. He's breathing pretty shallowly. There's Harold, he's missing his right arm. It's been torn mm-hmm. off. There's a lot of blood. He looks at okay. you and he says, Stone tablet. Stone tablet. Okay. Raffi's turn. Death saving throw. Yeah. Harold, he looks at you. He looks past you. Mama. I'm... And he closes his eyes. No! <laughs> you can get over there, Meredith. Like, I know, I know. You can get over there. I'm re- it's, uh, it's dramatic. Gollum's turn. It stomps its way through that, that grease, making a dexterity saving throw. It passes, gets out of that grease fire. It's still on... It's lower torso. It's still... It's, it's, I was like, it's still in the grease fire. It's on yeah, fire. Yeah, it's on fire. It leaves... <laughs> and it has greasy feet. It leaves a trail <laughs> so. of molten metal behind it as it's dripping off of it at this point. Uh, and it is going to dash towards Meredith. And it swings its hook arm up and down towards you, Meredith. Mm-hmm. That's a 21 to hit. <gasps> Do I get a reaction or anything? No, this is... Do you have, a, do you have shield? No. <laughs> Can you throw up a shield? No. <laughs> All right, how many hit points? 16 points of piercing damage as this hook comes down and impacts into your leg as it catches you. Yeah. Meredith, I need yep. you to make a constitution saving throw. Ooh, that's a four. As that hook comes down and pulls away, there's a shard of wood still in your leg yeah okay uh you're a doctor that's gonna be infected for sure oh 100 percent. yeah it's it was stomping through the sewers that's not good no not at all 
You mean the fire didn't like cauterize and clean everything? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so, does that mean I'm poisoned? Uh, no, but there are potentially going to be some lingering effects from this if you don't get that wound cleaned okay. properly. Yeah. Meredith. Um, so Meredith like makes an awful noise. She screams in pain, um, and then like falls to her knees, and then um, she's still kind of like focused on Raffi because Raffi looks very dead um, and she's kind of panicking and is a little bit delirious and so because she's never kind of experienced this sort of injury before um, and so she like crawls over to where Harold and Raffi are. If you move out of this thing's range it's going to get an attack on you. It's going to hit you again. Is it? Yep. You are currently 30. No, Harold hasn't moved. You're 60 feet from Harold. Okay. She's not going to be able to get there crawling anyway. All right, then. So Meredith is going to drop her crossbow um, and pull out her rapier then. Okay. Um, So she's kind of fallen backwards um, and is um, on her back. Mm -hmm. um, And she pulls out her rapier and then just, like, stabs upwards. All right. Roll to hit. That is a 21. That hits. And I... Seven damage. Uh, this thing, by the way, is, is not looking good, uh, yeah. but it is still up. Would you say it's bloodied, Ben? Oh, yeah. It is it is beyond bloodied at this point. Meredith, do you do anything else? You just stay put. I'm going to stay put. Okay. She's not thinking. Hey, it's Ben, your friendly Dungeons & Doctorates DM, here to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to use the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. If you do, I might see your name and then use it as the inspiration for an NPC. We've got a special message to be read out this episode, read out by our very own Lanwin, so I'm going to pass it over to him. Thanks. This message is from Ruth to Jed. Hey Jed, I'm looking forward to you running a family D&D game at Christmas, even if it has to happen online. Keep up your amazing improv for when I can see a show in person. Thanks Lanwin. And keep up the improv, Jed. It sounds like uh, running D&D games for family is a great idea, and I'm looking forward to trying that myself. If you would like a message read out on the show, read out by myself, Kate, Joe, Ross, or any of our characters, perhaps you would like a message read out by, by Lanwin, or maybe a message from Gore, just fill out the Google form on our website, dndoctorates.com, or you can find the link to that via our link tree on all our social media channels. Just fill out the form and then we can deliver a message for you. Also on our link tree and our website, you can find where you submit questions for the common room. This arc is coming to a close and with it means we have a new common room coming out. So get those questions in now so you can make sure that they are answered during the common room in an upcoming episode. We're close to the end of this arc, which also means we're getting close to the end of what I'm calling the first season, after which we're going to take just a one week break and then we'll be right back into DN Doctorates. So no need to worry. This next episode comes out next Thursday, the 7th of October. So keep an eye out for that. And let's get back to this episode right now. Potential. Now that this thing has moved, you don't have cover from it as well. Um, great. Remind me how tall the golem is? Uh, ten feet. Perfect. And can I, I guess as a free action, 
I alerted a bunch of guards who saw some stuff oh, yeah. come through a floor. Yeah, you. <laughs> Any sign of them, just like as a quick glance around, like, the heck are you guys? What are you doing? You don't see them, but you definitely hear footsteps getting closer. Come on. God, come and get you for a reason. Hey, they were running alongside us. We weren't going faster than them, were they we? They split off in different directions trying to locate where this was, whereas Harold's excellent perception led you directly to where it was. Uh, okay, I, in that case, I turn around and I aim this time at the thing's head mm-hmm. for a very specific five foot reason, because <laughs> that puts it further away from Meredith's face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to hurl a shard of ice at its head. Okay. Is the goal. Um, using ice knife. So that's a range. So to spe- spell specifically to hit its head? So the goal is, sorry, to hit, like, when I say head, what I mean is because I in my head this thing basically has no neck. It's the sort of like, so I'm sort of hitting it like in the chin. So it's that upper. The idea is I'm trying to keep it more than five feet, hit it more than five feet away from Meredith, where Meredith is. Yeah. So seventeen and six is twenty-three. That hits. Yeah. That you hit its top top cool. half of its body. I have to roll damage, but it also needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, it rolls a three. Okay, cool. So it takes 1d10 of piercing damage. The shard then explodes. Mm-hmm. So it takes then 2d6 of cold damage as well. Okay. Uh, so it is a seven of piercing damage and nine cold damage. Okay. Your shot hits it. And when that shard explodes, it topples backwards falling on its back cool and it looks inert uh and on fire and on fire so that's fun mm-hmm. <laughs> can i then use my movement to leg it towards raffi and harold yes harold i'm going to uh i'm going to peer over at raffi and say come on raffi you dumb idiot and cast healing word at first level potentially five points of healing it has no effect mm-hmm and then looking over at the golem, I'm going to cast Create Water and I'm going to dump 10 gallons of water onto it. On a grease fire? It puts out any fire. Okay. Is that how that works? It's yes, a it's fire. magical water. That's how it works. <laughs> Hang on, that's not your call. <laughs> that's how the spell is worded. It puts out any fire in the area. Let me have a look. I just want to check that one. Create, create Water is the spell? Yeah. Because we have a grease fire currently, and grease fire plus water is not usually good. You not create... traditionally No, right. just, just for, for all listeners, don't do that. Do not put water in a grease fire. It will spread and do the... No. It Big will no. explode. It is not magical water that puts out all fires. Uh, Extinguishing exposed flames in the area. Grease fire, though... I don't think that's going to work. I mean, I, I don't think of creating water is going to put out a grease fire. Anyway, I don't care about the fire. Like, that isn't... That's what you're, what, you're, yeah. what you're caring about. You're caring about cooling this thing down. Is that what you're trying to do? No, I've seen it in character dissolve in water. <gasps> I'm dumping den- 10 gallons of water the on water. it because I want to yes. freaking wreck this thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. You dump 10 gallons of water... Uh, which is 
37.8 yeah, liters. Uh, that's a lot of water. It's a lot of water you just dumped that on this thing. That is a lot of water. Um, Meredith. Yes. Can you please make a dexterity saving throw? Ah, she only rolled a six. No. Okay. Uh, you're going to take four points of fire damage. Oh, man. As Harold has dumped 10 gallons of water onto this golem. I think this is the most damage I've ever taken. Oh, it's the most damage any of us has ever taken. Uh, Not me. I've I've taken way more than this. Oh, you have. That's right. You are. And the the golem begins to to spread out and melt into a a puddle, uh, exposing a cracked stone tablet. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, half buried still in this 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 metal, and sticking out of this tablet is Raffi's dagger. Mm-hmm. Meredith, Potentia, combat is sort of done. I feel like Meredith's next move is to get away from the fire anyway, mm. and I know what my All next. Right, so Mer- Meredith, is, what do you do? Well, I'm gonna start crawling because she can't use a leg, so she's gonna start crawling. You could you could hobble away. Yeah. I'm envisaging, though, in my brain, it's kind of the wooden splinter is, like, stuck into the back of her, like, her Ooh, upper calf muscle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so she can't, no. Like, yeah, any, yeah. she's an adventurer, sure, but, like, any reasonable humanoid would be like, no, ouch, stop. Yeah, okay, so you're going to crawl yeah. away from the fire? Yeah, so she's going to crawl away from the fire over to where Harold and Raffi are. Okay. Are you going to make it there before me? Because I was going to do the same not. thing. Yeah, so she's going to... Start crawling. I was legging it that way already, and I'm going to continue to do so um, to check on Rafi because he's down. So, so she's not going to help Meredith. <laughs> uh, she's seen Rafi drop. Yeah, okay. The drop triage. is the priority triage. for her. Okay. Yeah. Triage. Yeah. Okay. She she learned triage from Meredith in the cafe, and she's she's trying to do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Potentially. Um. She. I want to run across and do a medicine check. You. you Harold just. Shakes I know. His head. I, you. You know. You know, I don't. That's fine. Yeah, but that's what Harold would do. He would, he would, you know. She's not looking at Okay, her. give me a medicine check. Five. Raffi doesn't look good. You you can't tell more than that. He's he's missing an arm. There's a lot of blood. He's got wounds all over him. And he's not moving. Yeah. Cool. So Meredith arrives and takes one look at him, slumps, and like lets out this massive breath. <laughs> And just like stares at the ground. So I, I look, I look down at Rafi, and I look down over at Potentia and Meredith, and Harold will say, not exactly this, but basically this. Fudge this, and I, I pick up Rafi. Mm-hmm. and lift style, and I, I'm just heading towards the the temple. So you're just running. Yeah. Okay. I, because I'd see basically you'd be pulling Raffi away f- from me. I will uh, endeavour to pick up Meredith, not literally, because I ain't strong enough to pick up nobody, but um, to get her off the ground so we can follow. If that's something that Meredith is willing to do. Yeah, yeah. I reckon she'd probably be going along with that. Yeah, but I'm gonna physically help you. Oh yeah, she to needs move it. so you don't have to crawl, so you're not impinged by like being slower, or whatever. Unfortunately, a bunch of guards arrive on scene. 
and they see Harold carrying Raffi over his shoulder, you two hobbling after him, and they, they rush over to you. To us or to Harold? They rush over to, to Harold, who has Raffi over his shoulder, and it looks like one of them is running towards the golem. So there will be two guards heading towards Harold, one towards the golem. Can I call out to the guards and say he's taking him to the temple in in the, like, let him go tone of voice, if that makes sense? Okay. Um, give me a persuasion roll. 16. Apparently I made her real persuasive. Yeah. That's fun and different for me. Why? It looked like they were going to stop Harold, but yeah. um, at Potentia's words, they stop and let him pass. And they, they turn to you, Potentia. Do, do you need some help? Do you need some assistance? I don't. She yes, does. Yes, please. Meredith is like breathing hard and she's like, mm. you know, she needs help. Okay. They're going to come over to you and render first aid. Medicine checks. Can I help them by like pointing out how, like what happened to her, like what kind of yeah, injury she's got? You give me a medicine check as well. Oh, I was aiming to give them advantage on that, but that's fine. I can also do well, that. Give, give me a medicine check and I'll, and I'll... 18 plus some. Okay. 18 plus one, 19. These guards must be pretty green because one of them goes to take the thing out straight away. Smack. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Uh, I think like you like push them out of the way and like, no, taking whatever bandages they've, they've pulled out and like, like this. Meredith has taken some, some real damage here. Uh, and would probably be proud of the medicine check you've just done and like yeah that's the thing <laughs> i'm yep. probably getting advice from her being like yes this good good doing yeah, the thing she's like yes um <laughs> yeah yeah she's definitely one of those like there's a reason she's not practicing so much as a doctor anymore um she does like she can't do stuff on herself she's like nope 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 can't no not even in an emergency nope <laughs> the guard who has reached the golem pulls out uh it looks like a cigar length piece of wood from his belt and he snaps it and there's a, a sparkle of of magic light from it uh and then a few seconds later there is a, a flash and there's a Ferramustus city wizard who is standing there next to him. And then two more flashes and two more people dressed in uh, some combination of robes with weapons who scan the area to look for any any dangers. Uh, and one of them pulls out a stone and speaks into it. But from where you are, um, Potentia and Meredith, you can't hear. Harold, you're making your way up the street. You've gotten you've gotten some, some distance at this point. You're carrying Raffi on your back, blood pooling down your shoulder. Mm-hmm. The guardhouse is up ahead that you're going to have to get past, and there's going to be a lot of questions mm-hmm. there. You know, carrying a, a, a body past a bunch of guards is going to raise a lot of questions. But you've grown up in this city. You know the area, and you know Oak Row, the district you're currently in. You live mm. here, and your brother's a city guardsman, so you probably know that there's a crack in the wall that you could slip through to mm-hmm. get around the guards. Yeah. Is that where you head? What's the quickest route? The crack would be trickier to get through with Raffi, mm-hmm. but it's not going to have people stopping you and asking you questions. I don't think Harold's probably thinking like that. I think he would just go like the, the most direct 
Okay. So you approach this guardhouse, uh, which is now a hive of activity, as guards and city engineers are inspecting the road, um, which has a sizable pothole, which is sunken down. There's you hear like one guard drop a stone down, and you hear a splish as it connects into the sewer. But they see you carrying a body, still bleeding. Two of them draw weapons, and one steps up towards you. What's the meaning of this? He needs help. Well, we'll, we'll fetch a cleric, someone with. And he stops and he, he looks at Raffi, son. That that man. He, we can't do anything for him. No, you can't. But I know someone who can. So either help me or get out of my way right now. Give me a persuasion. Uh, it's going to be an intimidation. Okay, give me an intimidation. Go, Harold. Twenty-one. He steps out of your way, and you pass these guards who look like they're about to stop you, but then the guard you've just spoken to, like, shakes his head and they step back away from you. And you carry Raffi through the streets of Silverstone and to the Three Wells district, to the area Mm -hmm. that has the temples, that has the temple that your sister works at. Yep. It is a large Gothic cathedral-looking building. Doors currently close as it is the middle of the night large stained glass windows dotting the outside but the door is unlocked you pull it open Mm -hmm. the interior room is a large open hall with pews you see the moonlight coming in through the stained glass illuminating the large mosaic of the the moon Mm -hmm. someone approaches you holding a candle sir it's very late what can we oh i see please Come in, come in. Uh, yes, he he needs your help. He, well, I mean, you know, you can see what's happened. Yes, yes. Um, please, uh, come, come through here. And he leads you out of the main hall into a side room and down some stairs. As you descend these stairs, it gets cooler. It gets cold mm. pretty quickly, actually. And you find yourself in a very different looking room. Mm-hmm. Um, just put him on, on the stone, tab- stone table here. Okay, so I lay him down. Now that you're getting a good look at him, you can see how, how bad his injuries were. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will fetch a cleric to help. And they will see if they can do what they can. Mm-hmm. And he leaves the room with you and Rafi in it. The candles flicker dimly, casting odd shadows, and you have a a moment to yourself before the door leading into deeper into the the temple opens, and it's your sister. Mm -hmm. She doesn't recognize you at first. Mm. What seems to be the... Harold, what, I... Something... Something happened, Martha. He, He needs help. She, she looks at Raffi, and then she looks back at you. Is that all his blood? Are you okay? Uh, I, I, I'm fine, I'm fine. It, it, you know, time's running out. We need to do something. Harold, she steps over to Raffi and examines him. I'm sorry, Harold, he's dead. And if you're asking me to do what I think you're asking me to do, that's some dangerous magic. You don't have to tell me how dangerous it is, Martha. I just, he needs, he... He, he, he should never have been... He, I mean, I don't even know what he was doing there. He was working in a bloody library an hour ago. Fix him! 